Hello everyone! What's babbling? This is Psychobabbles with Miranda and Lauren. This is the podcast from my class, Psychological Effects of the Internet, where I talk about the topics I'm learning and Lauren responds with her own thoughts. This is- Do I have any? Oh yeah, sorry, if she has any. <laughs> this is episode 57 and we are discussing online reviews and how they swear decision making because I definitely forgot to mention it in the last episode. I mentioned it right at the very end. But this unit is all about decision-making through the internet. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about online reviews. Um, and I guess I'm going to start off with just a question right off the bat. But, like, have you ever left an online review before? Um, I know people who have. Like, I've That seen doesn't that answer the question. I, I did. You I, have? No, I've seen people. Uh, if I did, I would have said yeah. I said, have you ever left an online review before? Oh, yeah. And I've seen other people do it, too. Okay. So you did answer the question. I did. <laughs> You answered it after, that was funny. But basically, um, I don't think that I have ever left an online review. But I definitely 100% look at them before I buy anything. Um, So to start, we'll just talk about how to predict the, or I guess not to start because this comes up more so after the fact, but the focus is predicting the helpfulness of online reviews. But basically, just to give the rundown, Reviews influence product sales and quality improvement. It's just facts. Um, and these, yeah, and these reviews can either be positive or negative. And essentially how this works is the real experiences appears about the product helps us make intelligent decisions about the product or service and like whether we want to purchase or invest in it or not. Um, however, this can cause information overload where it is not possible for the consumer to go through all the reviews and make a decision and they could miss super important information left by a less popular comment um and basically inconsistent opinions are more probable the more reviews there are um, and in order to make the web source website more user friendly a lot of online companies allow customers to rank the usefulness of reviews and this can attract more customers in the long run but this also makes things more difficult when like truly helpful comments have no votes like whatsoever. Um, and especially when a study found that about 87% of buyers only read 10 reviews or less before making a decision. So like they're not scrolling far enough to see comments with zero votes. And like those could be really helpful. You never know. Um, but again, so now let's focus on the study that looked into predicting the helpfulness of online reviews. Um, hopefully this isn't that confusing because again, sometimes the studies get confusing. I haven't started. So what they did is they collected data from three different categories on Amazon. There were books, baby products, and electronic products. Yep. And what they were looking for was how the helpfulness ratio, which is the percentage of people who vote for helpfulness against the total number of total number of votes. Um, like how this ratio was impacted by explanatory explanatory variables. Oh my God, I still can't talk. Um, But these were variables such as readability, subjectivity, polarity, and just overall variables that determined how long the post was. Um, And they found that books were more heavily influenced by the helpfulness ratio, likely because books are experienced products. Um, And so here, customers expect sentimental aspects to be highlighted in the reviews so that they can easily decide if they will enjoy the book or not, and then whether to, like, buy the book. 
Um, and if there is high polarity in either positive or negative, like that can lead them to make favorable or unfavorable decisions on that product. Um, and in these cases, reviews with simple words were rated higher because they could easily be understood. So people could like not put that much effort into figuring out whether it was a good book or not. But then on the other side of things, electronic products were not as heavily influenced by helpfulness ratios. And this could likely be because they look for more experienced buyers rather than just the helpfulness vote. Um, not gonna lie, I didn't write anything about the baby products, so I can't really give the facts on that one. I just forgot about it. Dang, um, I see how it is. But <laughs> I promise you, like, the facts are there. Um, and so what this study shows is that a lot of helpfulness characteristics are important when making decisions online, no matter what the product is. Um, because with the electronics, even though it looked like helpfulness wasn't that big of a factor, uh, the rating was still very important because it was like third on the list of the 17 or so explanatory variables. And like third out of 17 is kind of high, you know, pretty high. Um, like I'd be happy if I placed third out of 17. So, yeah. And then um, basically these reviews offer us hints into whether or not we're likely to enjoy a product. So we value them a lot. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, like helpful reviews may not always receive the votes they do deserve. And that can prevent a consumer from reading them. And then they don't really get the best insight into whether they should want the product or not. Um, and so what the study did was it provided some insight into how online websites can fix their systems. So more valuable online reviews can be bolstered to the top and then be seen by consumers. So rather than like a helpfulness ratio or like votes raising the comment, like the system can be built around identifying factors that make a post helpful and then it can boost those comments. So just like increasing the ratio or like increasing the prob probability that someone will read a helpful review. So yeah, yeah, those are the facts. Um, that's pretty much all I have for this episode too. This was another really short one. Um, but now this is just leaving me thinking that maybe I should just start scrolling past the first few reviews. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of a panic shopper though, where like I want something, but I'm just terrified I'll get scammed or that like the product will be really bad. Um, so I just read as many reviews as I can. Um, although usually when I get to a bad review, I'm like good at convincing myself out of making the purchase. Uh, the only time I can think of that I didn't really read the reviews is when I bought my microphone for this podcast. Because I don't know if you can remember, but I was so excited about the fact that it was pink that I completely ignored the fact that it had, like, one review. And I was like, oh, well, like, I just really want the pink microphone. So And it was $15. So I was like, I'll just buy it. And if it doesn't work, then I'll buy a different one. But then you bought the same microphone. Not the same microphone, but you – it was, like, on the same screen. Like, yeah, you know, where you can different, like, type. But, like, our microphones are so different. But they were on the same page, like, when you clicked on it, and you could just switch between the two. But yours had so many reviews, and mine had one review. And I was like, this isn't adding up, but I still went with it anyway because I wanted the microphone so bad. And so far, I'm happy with it. Really, the only thing I'd say is that, like, when Lauren and I were trying to use different mics, like, so for some reason, things would adjust. And randomly, I would start picking up Lauren's audio. And you can probably tell in the first few episodes because that was when we were using different mics. Uh, but there's no, like, adjustment on my microphone. 
that lets me adjust that. Like, literally, all I can do is there's a button I push, and it either turns it on or off. Yeah. Um, and I lost the little fuzzy thing that goes on top of it. Like, it's somewhere at my house back home because I just lost it. Um, and that was a sad day because I really liked it, and it was also pink. Um, but, yeah, so that's my experience with online reviews. Um, and I guess I'm really – I'm kind of the opposite where I'm easily swayed by bad reviews. Whereas I feel like a lot of people are swayed by, like, good reviews. Um, I'm just swayed by the amount of reviews. Amount of reviews? Like, it has like, to have a lot of reviews? Yeah. I'm not really trustworthy of it. If it has, like, less than, like, 50, mm-hmm. then, like, I feel like I don't have enough data yeah. to make But see, decision. I just wonder, like, there has to be people out there that are okay buying things with, like, no reviews. Oh, yeah. Because it has to get reviews somehow, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, it like, I just... And I just like, can't imagine being the first, well, I guess with this, but I didn't leave a review about this microphone. Well, Maybe also, I should because I, think, I just clearly had some very insightful thoughts well, about also, it. Also, I think like a lot of people who think like it's, it's a good product, like, but it's not the best, not the worst, they won't leave a review. It's always usually if it's oh! the best product they've ever had or the worst product, they will have opinions about it. You are so ahead of the game. That's literally a point that comes up, I think, uh, maybe two episodes from now. No, like almost word for word you had it. Okay. She's foreshadowing our our future episodes, but not the next episode because the next episode we're looking at satirical reviews. So reviews that are kind of funny. That should be fun. Funny. Okay, bye. This episode of Psychobabbles is sponsored by... Just kidding! You thought we had a sponsor? We actually don't. Miranda procrastinates too much. So, I hope you enjoy the last few seconds of just music as we suffer through these next couple of days of trying to get all these episodes done. Goodbye. (laughs)